1: Hey everyone, this is Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisci. Today's episode is sponsored by Wink. That's W-I-N-C, Wink. Before we jump in, as always, I'm joined in the stewed with my amazing, awesome, fantastic producer, Barry Finkel. Oh my god, Matt, that was so
2: nice of you. Thank
1: you so much. Yeah, don't get used to it. Listeners, did you know that you have the unique, exclusive opportunity, the honor, to see me and this mysterious producer, Barry Finkel, live on stage? Well, we'll be performing and celebrating me and my success as an esteemed author on October 25th at the Green Space in New York City. You can Google it. There's also a link in our show notes for this episode. Make sure you buy tickets, tell your mom. And then have your mom watch the Facebook live stream because we're going to be streaming it live. So it'll be like a mommy-daughter date where you don't actually have to hang out with your mom. Yeah, you're welcome. You're also welcome for this week's episode, which is jam-packed from tops to bottoms. Mostly bottoms. We'll start off, as always, with worst things first, the most fucked up news of the week, then we are diving deep into one of the largest threats we have as a society today. Most people won't put a name to it, but I'm standing up in front of everyone and speaking it out loud, squirrels. We have to face this issue head on, people. After that, we got comedians Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson from the wildly successful anti-slut-shaming podcast Guys we fucked. We're gonna talk about them, they'll talk to me, and then we'll play a game of who would you rather. So sit back, or up, or lie down on your stomach. I don't know how you like it. You could be on your commute, you could be on the couch. Whichever way, I'm gonna give it to you. So let's do this, let's go. Let's get on with the show. Alright, worst things first, the news that makes me want to throw my computer off of a fire escape, which I have done. First up, Harvey Weinstein was fired for being a fucking creep. If you don't know this whole story, it's still unfolding. Uh, The New York Times first published a report that has long been an open secret, I guess, in Hollywood, um, that Harvey Weinstein, who's one of the most powerful guys in Hollywood, his movies collectively have over 300 Academy Award nominations, which is insane. That's why people are so fucking scared of him. He's been paying off women for decades that have accused him of sexual assault, including all of these gross things like coercing them into giving him massages and, like, making them watch while he showers so it's all fucked he's a disgusting piece of shit um he says some of these allegations are false but also that he's going to therapy to work on them and also he's suing the new york times and then according to a lawyer who was working with him he's just a quote old dinosaur learning new ways which no no I don't get that argument. In his apology, the first letter was like, I came of age in like the 60s and 70s when this was just how business was done. What? It's not like everybody just suddenly discovered sexual harassment like this year. No. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's been bad forever. Yeah. So Harvey Weinstein was also a big donor to Democrats and then there's a lot of conservatives, including fucking junior piece of shit, Donald Trump Jr. were trying to draw that connection and being like, Ugh, what, what does Hillary have to say about this? Look in the goddamn mirror, you fucking junior clown. Donald Trump Jr. and the rest of the conservatives were like, oh, we have a sexual predator? Let's make him president of the United States. Let's just give that a shot. So people in houses run by <laughs> rapists shouldn't throw stones. Next up... Jamel Hill, who is a sports journalist and co-host of SportsCenter on ESPN, was suspended from the network for two weeks. She initially got caught up in all this bullshit because she tweeted accurately, I might add, that, quote, Donald Trump is a white supremacist. Fucking Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the White House press secretary, was like, that's a fireable offense. Which is like, not fucking, true. yeah, it's not, not true. your job no. as a the government spokeswoman to be like, ESPN should fire this person. You know what? Focus on your own goddamn job. Also, your brother murdered a dog. What? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Mike Huckabee is her dad. And his his son, like, murdered their dog. If you look at the top reply of any Mike Huckabee tweet, it's just your son murdered a dog. I don't want to blame a woman for... Uh, the the problems of the man man in her life sarah huckabee sanders is a piece of shit in her own right (laughs) but it should be noted that her family it runs in the family her family is insane after all this flag shit goes down jerry jones who is the owner and general manager of the dallas cowboys put out a statement that was like any player that does anything that's quote, disrespectful to the flag, won't get to play, Um, which is just saying, like, you can't have your constitutional right to uh, protest. They're still doing their jobs. So Jamel Hill was tweeting about this, and uh, someone, I think, tweeted at her, a bunch of the advertisers for the Dallas Cowboys, and she's tweeted, change happens when advertisers are impacted. If you feel strongly about J.J., a.k.a. Jerry Jones' statement, boycott his advertisers. And I guess ESPN was like, that's enough. And they f- suspended her for two weeks. And now fucking Donald Trump is tweeting about her from his, like, bully pulpit, from, from the official account. Could well, you imagine having account.
2: the president of the United States bullying you on Twitter, like, when you're doing your job? That is just just the idea. It's like, it's one thing if it's Donald Trump Normally, anytime Donald Trump is bullying anyone on Twitter before he was president, that's probably scary because he's like a big, scary, wealthy dude. It's the president of the United States who's doing this to you. Your leader is not that he's my leader, is doing this not to my you. Leader. No, like that's so wrong. It's so wrong.
1: Like she is a citizen of your country, dude. She has every right to call you out on your shit. Yeah. Being a Democrat or Republican doesn't have an effect on how you fucking comment on a football game. I don't know what sports reporters do. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're outspoken. They're just scared that, I guess, all of their, you know, viewers are going to get angry.
2: Yeah, it definitely has to do. And she's right. It is about advertisers. Yeah. Like, it's it's about advertisers. At the,
1: at the end of the day, Jamel Hill has not been wrong yet. Also, uh, speaking of football, real-life heterosexual drone bot Mike Pence a.k.a. Vice President of the United States, a.k.a. the next president, once Donald Trump gets impeached. (sighs) He went to a football game for like a minute, which is just straight out of the homosexual playbook. Go to a football game for like a minute, dramatically walk out, because the players won't do what you want, a.k.a. fuck you, and then make a whole big deal about it on Twitter. That's just, I could have written those rules myself. He walked out because they kneeled during the the anthem.
2: And it means that he's protesting. Do you not realize that you are protesting? Yeah, that's what protesting is. You have the right. So do the football players, except that they're protesting something real, like police brutality. And you're protesting them protesting the flag, which isn't real. That's not a real thing. They're not protesting the flag. So you're just wrong. And you spent so much money on it. How much money met? He
1: spent allegedly like $250,000 just to fly because the day before he was in Las Vegas. And then the next day or the day after he was supposed to be in L.A., Las Vegas and L.A. are very close. (laughs) Uh, But instead, he flew all the way to Indiana just to stop and do a football game for like a minute. Their official excuse was that he was just going to spend the night in Washington, D.C., and that it was actually more generous of him to stop in Indiana then they didn't have to go all the way to D.C. Or you could just sleep in a fucking hotel in Las Vegas for a night. Fucking piece of shit. He didn't want to be with his wife. Friendly reminder that Mike Pence calls his wife mother, by the way. He tweeted, I think she was there. He tweeted a photo, but the photo was like three years old. old. Just a mess. Just an all-around mess. Go take mother. Go back to your sad little room where you have a shoebox full of twink magazines under your bed and stop terrorizing the rest of us. Next! Police had to be called to at least one McDonald's in Florida. Only in Florida! (laughs) Because fans of the Adult Swim cartoon Rick and Morty started rioting over the fact that McDonald's ran out of a promotional Szechuan sauce. Szechuan? Szechuan? Szechuan. There's no reason for any of this to be happening. <laughs> a, I didn't even know what the fuck Rick and Morty's was until this week. I thought it was a cartoon from, like, when I was a kid that I just never watched. Apparently, it's only, like, five years old.
2: Yeah, people love it. I have i don't watch it, but I have a lot of friends who love it a lot.
1: That's fine for them. Yeah. Um, so here's the story, if you haven't been following this or haven't heard about it at all. So apparently, in the late 90s, McDonald's had a special limited Szechuan sauce as part of a promotion for Mulan back when Mulan was a thing. That's cute. And so it was like just a limited time thing. Uh, Then Rick of Rick and Morty the cartoon, I guess there's an episode where he says that he's obsessed with getting some of this Szechuan sauce. So McDonald's announced that they would bring it back for one day and people went fucking crazy and that day was last week. But some locations ran out really quickly. Uh, some locations that said they would have it didn't actually have it. People waited, I guess, for like hours. And then when they didn't have it, they started like rioting over a fucking sauce. I look today; people are selling them on eBay for like $2,000 for a packet. A, not even the best sauce to get upset about. Number one sauce in the world, ranch. Amen. Then mayonnaise. Agreed. Then barbecue. I will say, when I was a kid, I distinctly remember my mom, when the mini beanie babies were at McDonald's, we drove to every McDonald's in the greater Chicagoland area until we got every single one. And then we had Happy Meals for like a month. Anyway, this is why I look like this. (laughs) (laughs) It's why I have the body of Grimace, the McDonald's blob. Next up, Republican Senator Bob Corker tweeted that, quote, it's a shame the White House has become an adult daycare center. Someone obviously missed their shift this morning, um, which is completely accurate. But then Kellyanne Conway, who slithered out from the canoe that she lives under, you know what I call her? Smelly Ann Conway. Nice. Kellyanne Moronway.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: Kellyanne Parmesanway. I
2: like Parmesan.
1: Kelly Clan Conway. Oh, <laughs> political. <laughs> she got on TV and said that it was irresponsible because quote, world leaders see that. You know what else they see? You fucking flailing paper bag caught in a tree limb? Your boss's tweets. And that's it for worst things first the stories of the week that made me want to fucking scream hold on tight because next up we got a deep dive coming for you beady eyes nut munchers bushy tailed demons fluffy fucks. deep dive deep dive deep dive deep dive deep dive Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right. Today's deep dive is going to double as a public service announcement because we are here to talk about one of the biggest threats facing the world today, threatening world peace. What am I talking about? Squirrels. And I know, I know haters are gonna say squirrels are nice and you're just pushing anti-squirrel propaganda. And to all the haters, I say, nay. Because squirrels have long been a menacing force in this world, and if I don't take a stand, then who will? We just gonna wait around for the next story to come out about a squirrel that's been terrorizing a neighborhood or a school or an elderly home, where none of the residents know where their breakfast oats have been going? No, the time for action, is now. So I was reading this article because I was bored earlier in the New York Times from a noted squirrel expert. That's a profession. Someone went to college, spent thousands of dollars on a degree, and now they study squirrels. And I know haters are going to say, <laughs> why can't someone study squirrels, Matt? Fuck you, that's why. The squirrel expert says, All these things about squirrels. One, they're deceptive. Because when they know that they're being watched, they will actively try to deceive thieves. So if they're digging a hole to bury a nut, they'll dig a hole and then look around and pretend to put the nut in the hole, but actually it'll be in their cheek. And then they'll cover up the hole as if they put it in there, so that their would-be thief would be like, "Oh, now I found it." But guess what? You've been duped by a mischievous squirrel. Oh yeah, first they hide a nut, then they cut the wires to your telephone line, they cut the wires to your cable, the electricity goes out in the middle of the night. Suddenly, you get a phone call, and it's like, <laughs> And that translates in squirrelish to uh, the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> and then also, finally on this point, here's a fucked up thing about female squirrels, girl squirrels. Um during the one or two days a year that the female is fertile.
2: What? Wow, that's am- I wish we had that kind of birth control. Yeah,
1: they only period once a year.
2: That's incredible.
1: Um, But during that one or two days a year when the female is fertile, she'll be chased by every male in the (laughs) vicinity, and they all hound her around and around a tree with sneeze-like calls. And guess what? She doesn't even say, God bless you, after they sneeze. So they die. Throughout the years, squirrels have been menacing society, specifically in the past five years. So let's go through. Let's go through some of the examples of squirrels destroying society. To start, just this week, just this week, more than 4,700 people found themselves without power in Memphis, Tennessee. The University of Memphis president had to cancel classes. You know why? Because a fucking squirrel caused a power outage. A squirrel. And now now he's laying there all happy and warm and mangled and electrified while everybody else is wallowing in the darkness. A squirrel in the UK broke into a pub and caused more than... $400 in damages during a drunken tirade. Okay, so the squirrel fucking breaks into this pub. He turns on a beer tap, empties an entire barrel of ale onto the floor, knocks glasses and bottles everywhere, tosses beer mats, straws, money, just all over the place. Um, The owner walks in and he's he at first thinks he's been robbed, but then who pops up out of a, quote, box of crisps? which is London-speak for potato chips, a squirrel. The squirrel popped out and he was staggering around, drunk like a skunk. But not a skunk, a squirrel. (laughs) And they spent a full hour chasing him around, trying to get him out, and eventually they chased him into the men's toilets, as they call them in London. They don't say bathroom, they say he's in the toilets. (laughs) (laughs) And they had to throw him out a window.
2: They, they probably didn't have to.
1: Yeah, they did because he was being disruptive. I'm just saying, I've been in plenty of men's bathrooms, men's toilets. Nobody's had to throw me out. I go peacefully. And I do zero dollars of damage. In fact, one time I found $100 in the a men's bathroom and I gave it to charity. No, no you did. <laughs> <laughs> but it was at a bar. There was a twenty-dollar cover for all you can drink. So that was pure profit that night. <laughs> Back in two thousand twelve, a squirrel burned down a pastor's house in Florida. Only in Florida, targeting the religious right. Hashtag Illuminati. That's squirrel
2: Illuminati.
1: Squirrel Illuminati. Boom. So according to the Huffington Post, the squirrel jumped from one high voltage line to another, causing an arc of electricity. That's just badass. That lit up a nearby bush and spread a fire. Oh, it's so badass that it burned down a pastor's house. I don't understand how maybe it was holding both lines at once and just became like a current, like a conductor.
2: Yeah, well, maybe he just had like an extra bushy tail.
1: Either way, he lit the fuck up. Uh... (laughs) And (laughs) burned down a few houses. And then (laughs) this was a line from the Huffington Post story. Quote, squirrels were fingered for three other brush fires in the area in four days. And personally, I would just like to say kudos to whatever brave investigators are out in the world fingering squirrels to get to the bottom of the story. I'm just... Picturing a squirrel like walking away from a pastor's house and it blowing up like James Bond style. (laughs) Then another squirrel was caught stealing over 150 Christmas lights from a woman's home. She thought it was so funny. She took video of it. I guess the squirrel was mistaking the bulbs for food. Same. Because it's a Terminator squirrel. (sighs) Yeah. Imagine a squirrel eating light bulbs. What kind of power does that give him? He goes to sleep that night, wakes up a fucking Power Rangers villain. He could walk all over the neighborhood just fucking shooting Christmas carols out of his face. In Oklahoma, there was a fugitive squirrel who outwitted police for two whole weeks, (laughs) causing hundreds of dollars of damage by chewing the wires of patrol cars. Who taught these squirrels to disable... Patrol cars. <laughs> I want to know what other crimes... Apparently this set off like a huge debate in this town because people were like, our policemen are spending two weeks chasing squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> Using our tax dollars to chase squirrels for two weeks. They nicknamed him Chewy the Squirrel and he was eventually apprehended. That was his street name.
2: What does that mean? What? How does a squirrel get apprehended? They, they killed him, right?
1: They caught him in a cage and then... Uh, Apparently from prison, he was like, it wasn't me. I'm a scapegoat. (laughs) And finally, in perhaps the greatest display of their threatening nature, a squirrel in Florida. Only in Florida. Straight up committed an act of terror on a senior center, sending three old people to the hospital. According to the Huffington Post, the squirrel latched onto a person outside of the senior center, and then they got into like a, a fist fight right outside of the of the senior center. And in the ensuing scuffle, the person somehow flung the squirrel into the senior center, mayhem. <laughs> causing mayhem. Uh, there's a nine one one call of this incident. We should just roll the tape.
0: We had a squirrel that entered our building, and it's in our activity room, and it's jumping on people and biting them and scratching them.
1: How many people were bitten?
0: Uh, at least three or four, possibly more.
1: Does anybody there need an ambulance to take them to the
0: hospital? Uh, oh, I don't know if we need to go in an ambulance, but we need we need some care for people here.
1: <laughs> it's, it's just it's
0: still in there, and the people are bleeding.
2: People the are bleeding. The caller
0: eventually tells dispatch everyone was moved to the office and lobby areas for safety.
2: There is another person in there. The squirrel has been tossed
0: outside. But we we need help for the people.
2: The center reports it is fine, but did not say what it will do to prevent similar attacks in the future. For InsideEdition.com, I'm Colleen Nealon.
1: <laughs> uh, I love how this report ends. You need to convene a meeting of the board to talk about um, immediate action you can take to prevent future squirrel attacks. I didn't realize... It bit into a woman's leg and she couldn't get it off and walked into the center for help. And then it, it unlatched and then just started terrorizing everybody. One staff member and two residents were murdered. What? No, they were not. No one died. Squirrels are pieces of shit. Okay. What other animal preys on the elderly?
2: All of these facts... Have not convinced me that they're terrible. I think that they are funny and weird and intelligent.
1: Funny? You think it's funny? But
2: what I that do think—dead—you have made me believe in the Squirrel Illuminati.
1: Yeah, squirrel. The Squirrel Illuminati is real.
2: Let's get it trending, guys. Hashtag Squirrel Illuminati.
1: <laughs> Hashtag Stop the Squirrels. Uh, yeah. Also, we we didn't even even touch the fact that they spread the plague. They spread. They spread rabies. They spread adult-onset diabetes. <laughs> the point is, people, we can't just sleep on this. Because if if you're like me, a squirrel will break into your house while you're sleeping and steal your Pillsbury Doughboy cookies that you spent all night baking and then leave footprints on your windowsill for you to wake up to in the morning with crumbs all over your kitchen. And then your roommate will be like, Matt, what happened? What did you do last night? How drunk were you? And then you have to be like, it wasn't me! it was the squirrel because he was sitting right outside the windowsill looking in from the fire escape and now you know the truth don't sleep on it keep your eyes peeled because god knows squirrels don't need sleep they're awake 100 percent of the time just filing their fangs to rip into your skin and that's this week's deep dive we'll be back in the studio with corinne and christina of guys we fucked after this commercial break I'd like to propose a toast to Wink. That's Wink with a C, the world's first and only personalized wine club. Mm. Back in the day when I wanted wine, I would have to walk to a store and get all sweaty and just stare at bottles on bottles and bottles like an idiot. Then I would just pick a wine based on how pretty the label or how cheap the price was. And I'd get home and crank open the bottle and be instantly disappointed. But thanks to Wink, those days are behind me. Now I get unique, delicious bottles of wine sent straight to my door. I can pick them, order them, open them, drink them, all from the comfort of my kimono. Barry and I even drink Wink Rose in a can this weekend, but not in kimonos because we kept it professional. Plus, Wink has a 100% satisfaction guarantee, so I never pay for a bottle I don't like. And you can join for free. You can skip any month and cancel any time. And right now, Wink is offering listeners $20 off your first order when you go to trywink.com slash unhappy. They'll even cover the cost of shipping. That's trywink spelled T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot slash unhappy. You'll get $20 off your first order now plus complimentary shipping. Trywink.com slash unhappy. Cheers! I am here with Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson (gasps) of... Guys, we fucked. I had just had, like, a, a whiskey moment for a second.
0: Where well, you forgot what the fuck
1: you <laughs> I was Like, I was so focused on uh, saying your names right that I was horse. like, god damn it. I um, was really
0: impressed because you actually looked at the correct person at saying yeah. yeah. I mean, people we've known for years can't even do yeah, that. Yeah,
3: someone was texting with Corinne for, like, a couple hours and thought it was me the whole time.
1: So. <laughs> I did my research. I had flashcards beforehand. <laughs> so I made sure, yeah. Uh, well, welcome to Unhappy Hour. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. So we start off asking everybody what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves?
3: Cocaine. (laughs) So many people love it.
1: I hate it. It's, yeah.
3: The first time I ever did it I took the biggest shit of my life and then i fell asleep i was very
0: disappointed
1: is that your answer to uh
0: no i've never done cocaine so i can't make a decision i and in fact i've never done cocaine because i think i would love it so <laughs> that's a different kind of problem that i have yeah uh no i think i mean i have so many like i wanted to go with human interaction but then i think a lot of people do tend to also not like that right i mean pro- huevos rancheros maybe i'll go with <gasps> A I think it's rim. fucking disgusting. I agree. Yeah, thank you.
1: I don't There's a lot think of runny eggs in also there. Also like salsa doesn't belong in like breakfast. Thank
0: foods. you. I Disagree. had so much negative feedback when I said that one time on Guys We Fucked that you oh, mean, really? Yeah, I've said uh, all the crazy all things. All the controversial I've said things on the podcast, <laughs> that was the one that
1: got that me the incites most heat. People? This bitch yeah. hates salsa. And eggs. So I'm
0: really glad that you agree because I mean, I was fighting I'm by also myself.
1: I'm also like a very white. So it's yeah. I should Let's not have have any opinion? Just saying, I don't. I shouldn't have any opinion on salsa or salsa-related foods. I love but you salsa, can. just not
0: on eggs.
1: I
3: hate gummy stuff too—gummy bears and gummy worms. I hate. I, they make me throw up.
1: Yeah, it is a gross texture. Do you
0: just hate everything? Because you seem to be agreeing yeah, what with all. What do you
1: love? I do. I hate everything. <laughs> what do you no, love that people hate? Um, oh, that's good a good question. Thank you. Uh, I don't know.
0: I would just say me as my answer to that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you both host the podcast Guys We Fucked. The full title is Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast, right? Mm -hmm. No one ever remembers that part. Well, see, I'm just full of my. my so much research it went into your names. I and googled name you. Wow, <laughs> got your
0: faces right. I feel like we're on 2020. So yeah, far.
1: Barbara, tell me more. So, tell us about how everything started. When did you realize, hey, I want to talk about fucking <laughs> uh, on a podcast?
0: I like how you tried to uh, uh, say that seriously, like this was like, going to be a very deep uh, conversation. Yeah. this um, is.
1: I'm Charlie Rosen. Both of you. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it wasn't. Necessarily, it didn't start as a conversation about fucking. Even though it has fucked in the title, it was more uh, a conversation with people who we have fucked right. and our relationship with them. Right. To learn, it was like a, it was like holding a mirror to ourselves to learn more about ourselves through people we've shared intimate relationships with.
3: Right. Yeah. Crane got dumped by the Lover Life in a Panera well, former in a Panera Bread, and then it was like. One of the like, we you know, when somebody like we like, all no,
0: no, he's still the one. <laughs> I'm like, oh girl,
3: we'll talk about that later. Um, uh, and you you see somebody go through like a bad, we've all been there, like a bad breakup that just like guts you, right. That And then that's in the midst of that, she texted me and was like, we should just interview guys we fucked. I'm just called guys we fucked. And right. I was like,
1: yeah, yeah, we should. But it's like a fun conversation, right? Yeah. You're not like... No, we hate here's... it, Matt. We're
0: not, like, <laughs> we're not on board.
1: <laughs> it's not like, here's like, let's dissect everything that went wrong. Right. It's no, not like a post-op. That's
3: why we can't get a lot of people to come on, though, because that's what they fucking think. I can't get two of my major exes won't do the podcast because they cheated on me. But I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit. If it's yeah. a comedy podcast, we're just going to have fun. Right. And they are uh, they won't do it. So, But I
1: also saw you've talked about people that you've been in relationships with or are in relationships with will listen to it and be like, I didn't know you were going to say that.
3: Oh, yeah, my boyfriend and I almost broke up after he listened to the first
1: couple episodes because
3: I was like, he loves having his butthole licked. And he was like, wow, didn't think go there. And
1: yeah, he just exposed up. him to everybody. But yeah. part, of, part of what you guys represent is that nobody should be ashamed of what they like, especially exactly. women. Um, sure,
0: but people have to make that decision for themselves. It's, right, <laughs> it's very true. That's why I try
3: hard to like run things by people before yeah. yeah. I talk about right. the potholes. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. respectful. <laughs> you
1: know, right? You can't just expose people and be like, "See, you're not embarrassed." Yeah, so what will exactly. he put up his ass? <laughs> like... a broom, a shovel, <laughs> <laughs> get uh, your grocery list. It's all going up there. <laughs> 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 I mean yeah now now people know what to get him for for <laughs> the holidays The
0: Eneros I, I highly don't... recommend it
1: I also just glossed over. You got dumped in a Panera Bread. You
0: glossed over the impetus for the entire <laughs> podcast. Thanks, that. What I, did you order? It's
1: it's the Panera Bread of it all that really got me.
0: Oh, really?
3: I couldn't go to Panera Bread for a while after that because I was. I felt. I was. That's very nice. In, Thanks for yeah, the I just, solidarity. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it, but now I do. I go all the time. Panera really Bread
0: good. is where all my important life events happen. Because in fact, <laughs> and this is an exclusive time <laughs> we saw another so theater. Uh, well, that too. But then this this past weekend. I learned that I could throw up fully standing without any splashback by vomiting into a toilet in a Panera dun, Bread. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. That is impressive. Yay. Right? Because, you know, I can Girls can't, can do anything. I needed to throw up, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't going to put my face close to a Panera Bread <laughs> toilet. So I was like, you know what, girl? I bet if you just stand really straight, there will be no splashback. I'm, I'm only five foot three. You know, I'm not working with a lot of room. That's and right. And I did it. Yeah. I didn't even get any on the toilet. Uh, That's what like
1: the some, fuck? some you throw up like a model. <laughs> I have a new
0: talent.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was like calculations, yeah. mathematical equations that I had was to go into, away. Yeah. If I
0: wasn't, if I wasn't don't need so no hungover, I would have been way more impressed. <laughs> that
1: just means the force of the vomit was enough to push it forward away from your Ooh, body. Yeah.
0: Oh mm-hmm. wow. So that it's that like happened a fountain. I only vomit once. projectile. I'm a lady.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love it.
0: <laughs> I last time I
3: projectile vomited was in a. Bathroom at a Wawa, as after I ate pork tenderloin. My dad worked so hard cooking it. Oh. Don't eat pork. Felt bad. <laughs> ate it.
1: Ugh. I am very proud that I haven't thrown up since the first Obama administration. What? First from Obama drinking? term for, at for, all. Oh, I mean, the last lucky. time I threw up was from drinking. Uh huh. But that's the always. last time I threw but up. That was period. a long time
0: ago. I always
1: barf yeah, from five drinking. Five years.
0: I barf. My body is like barf in, all the time. Barf r- reaction time. to anything is to throw up. Like like like. Oh, you fell. Throw up. <laughs> I don't know why. You got a vibrator clit, throw up. Yeah, it just, I just, it, that's how it gets rid of toxins.
1: Yeah, I, uh, it's a good, it's a, you're like the dinosaur from Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's just a way of like expelling your enemies. Yeah, yeah. And alerting the Oh world. yeah,
3: the, the dickhead with the fucking glasses,
1: the Seinfeld guy. Yeah, Newman. Sprayed in the face. Newman deserved it. Uh, Newman got fucking vomited on. <laughs> I am curious like, your experience doing comedy and, in, and in, because, so there's you know this this trope of people like Amy Schumer being like I am labeled a sex comic, but you're it's you're just talking about what men are talking about right. all the time.
3: Right. Slut shaming. It's just not any different than in other communities. The only thing that like be, well, one thing about being a woman is like you get reminded that you're a woman all the time. So getting bring brought up on stage like this next comic could make babies. <laughs> I'm like, oh
1: my God, go fuck yourself.
3: That's the only...
1: Yeah, every guy, every guy who performs comedy has only met like three women.
3: <laughs> I know. And they don't you know like to Mr. Mall. It's an easy way to feel really pretty is to walk into a room full of male comics and they're like, yeah. wow, well, that girl's gorgeous. And you're just like, you have tits and you're that's it. That's all you right,
1: need. Right, right. I've seen like a few comedy shows, especially in LA, where there's always like one woman as part of the lineup and I'm like, it sucks for her that all of this pressure pressure now is like you uh- if you suck, now everyone's gonna be like, I, yeah. yeah.
3: We saw a show, Craig and I saw a show the first time we were in LA together uh, at, and it was like a three hour long stand-up show. It was hilarious. The only person I didn't like was the one chick on the bill. And I was like, this is why people think women are, like when they say, I don't think women are funny, it's because of situations like that because people are, are can't step out of their own brain and go, that woman doesn't equal every other woman. Right. Well you like, can't just no no one's give us creative. the choice of
0: one person either because comedy, yeah. like, just be comedy in general, like everyone in the audience isn't gonna like every type of comedy, and if everyone's laughing at a joke, I'm always like, that joke probably sucks. Like, yeah. right. comedy is specific; and it speaks to you on its level. That's why all comedians don't work for everybody. Right. That's why a comedian can't like most comedians are never gonna get like You Too famous because they're never gonna get that generic. Another thing that I hate that everyone likes You Too. <laughs> what? what is <laughs> that? Uh, when they did the Could album on the iPhone,
3: yeah. and it was, I was like, Yo, this is fucking ridiculous. I got I was one of those assholes. I got so
1: mad, and yeah. I was like.
3: Just delete the songs No, it off was your like iPhone.
1: It was like someone came into your house it and was? like left a U two album on your kitchen table. And my, it's like, no, I, was I don't like, want you in my house. You? Yeah, my roommate yeah. in
0: college, her favorite band was U two, and I was like Oh Are whoa. you a cyborg? Like
1: what <laughs> not even. <laughs> I've never heard not anyone even. say that. You each do st- you do stand up also, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: What? This research didn't go Damn, past our names. Damn, dude.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I don't do like eight spots a night. But yes, I've been doing
0: stand-up for
1: seven years.
0: You've <laughs> been doing stand-up almost exactly the same amount of time. Yeah.
1: That's what I thought. But I, for a second, it's I was nowhere like, nowhere online. Oh, well, I
0: don't put any clips online.
3: I'm very private about my stand-up
1: unless you're at the show. Right.
3: Only because I just don't want it online.
1: Which is, yeah, I think that's a good thing.
3: I guess. It's probably not good for marketing.
1: Have but. you, what is your like worst audience experience?
3: We had an audience in um, Vancouver, Canada. We did a live show and uh, these three dudes came up on stage for a segment that's really fucking fun and funny if the person if like people just from Vancouver aren't it. participating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the guy like threw a gift card at, like we gave him a gift card at the end and then because he won or won, whatever. And then he threw it and I was like, I hate you. Like I hope you die. And I said that. <laughs> I said, I hope you die. And then uh, I felt bad about that. But uh, that was the worst audience for
0: sure. My worst audience, though, I think besides that, I'm going to second Christine on that. But then once I was hired to do a private Valentine's Day (laughs) dinner show for people. They were an American and that's not the problem. But there was like a lost in translation problem. Uh So it was just like a very... Different culture, and they were just all staring at me, and like I was giving them my best jokes. And then at a certain point, when you're bombing with like jokes that you know are well written and you worked so hard on, I was like, I'm not gonna let them like slaughter my babies in <laughs> front of me, basically. So yeah. I just started making fun of people <laughs> and they love that it. were at the dinner. Or they didn't understand it. No, and then they loved it, and they tried to hire me again the following year. (laughs) But it was truly, like, the most traumatic 30 minutes uh, of my stand-up. 30 minutes set? Because it was just Damn. so hard and I, it, grasping for straws. Like I worked way too hard for that, you know, seventy five dollars and pl- plate of steak or whatever the fuck I was getting paid in, you <laughs> right. know, to do LA. <laughs> <a laughs> <Les> Man, <Mignon. laughs> put myself in that situation again. Yeah. And they, because they just, I, I, don't know. Some people just lo- like love when you just say mean things to their oh, face. Yeah.
1: Some people hate it. Though. And I really. Didn't, <laughs> yeah. You I have, didn't get and it. you have no idea until yeah. you're in the middle of it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've said some awkward things to the audience members. I'm like, ooh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know if you guys experience this, but I feel like because people know you also as podcast hosts and they feel like they're part of the conversation and you're friends with them, Indeed. that they, they have conversations. Yeah. They like, will talk to one another during your show. Shut the fuck yeah, up.
3: Yeah. Like this, this isn't is a podcast. You, I can hear you. We have, we've said <laughs> right. I can hear you to so
1: many people in the audience. Yeah. I think it was Corinne who said in an interview that yeah, nothing, up. nothing surprises you anymore.
0: I mean, I probably did say that. I wouldn't be surprised if I said
1: that. <laughs> That's the only thing that surprises her. What is the most surprising thing that someone has said?
0: Someone has said to me... Oh, God. That's a great question, Like, Matt. either
1: as a write-in or someone comes up to you and says something.
0: I, I mean, I guess the, the most thing... that re- This was not something that someone wrote into the podcast, but the recent case in France where uh, they re- ruled that 11-year-old girl could consent to sex. I mean, I guess that Ooh. surprised me a little bit because that was like Ooh. a government. <laughs> yeah. I was like that maybe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, well, because I have this thing where I have uh, Christina, I don't know how to use computers, and Christina hmm. set my Google search up to me, but when she set it up for the Google to be the, the homepage, homepage, for some reason, the word girl was in the search engine bar. So now when I go to my Google page, it's always articles about girl. And they're always The most terrible things that could ever happen. So now I just read articles that if you Google girl will come up. The France thing was one of them. And then another thing was like this guy was punishing his three-year-old daughter for not drinking milk. And what he did was at three in the morning, he made her stand in the backyard by a tree. Mm -hmm. Fifteen minutes later. And think of how long 15 minutes is for a three-year-old. He went out to get her and she was missing and she's still missing.
1: Yeah, so, I like, just read he, that. She
3: ran away from her horrible ass. Those dad. were surprising things God, to me. Damn.
0: I mean, I guess I still, that's the yeah, most surprising.
1: I can't believe that story. Yes, yeah, you like, read it. To,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? A
1: three three year old. Number
0: one, why, why is a three year old up at 3 a.m. drinking milk? So that's that. I mean, it does, but it has to get so fucked up now for me to even be like a little bit like, huh? Right. And that's sad.
1: Yeah. Let's see. What direction do I want to go in? What about most embarrassing things? Are you embarrassed yourself anymore about anything? Is there anything truly no, that embarrasses you? I've embarrassed
3: you? myself so many times in front of people. I, 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 I do nothing think, else. I, I have not, which is great. I'm yeah. fearless.
1: As like a, a comedian, I think it's getting comfortable being just in a complete. Like, embarrassing mode, and just being like, what? bombing
3: is. I yeah. just recently watched this uh special about stand up comedy, it was on iTunes that you can run it on. I forget what the fuck it's called, but it's new, it's black and white, and it has people like Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld.
0: Uh, uh, uh oh, I watched that, yeah, it yeah, was yeah.
3: amazing. And um, and and they were talking about bombing, and they're like, this one comic was like the day my mother I got the call that my mother died wasn't nearly as bad as every time I bomb. And I was like, that <laughs> yes, God. I feel it like kills your soul a little bit. Yeah. But it's so good for you. Like it's yeah. so yeah. So I'm like, once you can bomb in front of a room full of strangers with like your words, it's truly a rejection of who you are as a person. And it's nice. Right. It's 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 it's
0: uh it's grounding, you know?
1: Yeah. See, it, I don't feel uncomfortable
0: trembling. bombing at all. And
1: I do now. But that's it's great. That's good. I mean, some, I used to.
0: Sometimes I just, I, so, I mean, sometimes if I hate the audience, I will try to bomb, <laughs> which I think is an art in and of itself. Because I, yeah. like, you don't, you don't deserve these, right? And I'm gonna keep them, right? <laughs> but I mean, you know, of course, there, every now and then there's a gig where if you bomb, it's like it's heartbreaking. Like, yeah, for, there's a couple, still a couple big gigs that I always get. Like, I did Risk recently, and I was, I was very nervous to do that. Yeah, because I just, I mean, it's like you get one shot. It, what, what are you gonna do if it yeah. sucks? then, you know, I don't know.
1: I feel the most pressure at things like festivals mm-hmm. where there's all of these other comedians and things. And, yeah. yeah.
0: It's much worse to, I think it's much worse to bomb in front of a comedian you admire than like, I'd rather bomb in fr- in Madison Square Garden oh, yeah. with just a bunch of people who really don't know anything about comedy rather right. than like one, like David Tell being there.
3: Right. I, I'd much rather. Oh, I bombed in front of a tell once. That was, <laughs> that was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. <laughs> That's how uh, I met him. So that's good.
1: All right, final question before I, uh, we'll move into a game. I want to talk about your book. So you uh, you have a book called "Fucked." Yes, being sexually explorative and self confident in a world that's screwed. Oh, it comes out the same day as my I book. I know,
0: I know. It's um, all that.
1: But everybody should go on and pre-order both, both of our books. Yeah. Everything What's is called? awful. Oh, we should do a bundle. My, yeah. That would be cute. Bundle <gasps> yeah, it up. Should. It could be a, right now if you go to my page, not that I check it every day, but if you go to my page, <laughs> the suggested one of people that buy it together is Hillary Clinton's book.
3: <gasps> Dude, I just picked that up at the airport and damn, it's a good book. Yeah. yeah. I'm to say, oh, yeah. I've
1: cried my way through it.
3: I've laughed and cried. Our, I'm only 20 pages in.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, if people pre-order both, then your book we'll will them. be the one, and vice versa, that shows it's up kind at of the a bottom. Big step
0: down, but yeah, <laughs> sure, do that. No, <laughs> I'll You're a, her <laughs> I mean,
1: fucked could also have been the title of Hillary's memoir. <laughs> like? Yes,
0: yes, it could have.
1: Yeah. Okay, we have a quick game of who would you rather I uh, do. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love these Very straightforward. Oh, okay. Let's get into it. Mm. Dan Savage or John Favreau? Dan Savage. Oh, both, though. I don't even know what
0: John Favreau looks like. Yeah. Yeah, Dan Savage is hot, though. so hot. Oh, so muscly.
1: <clears throat> Michael Che or Colin Jost?
0: Colin Jost.
1: I yeah. hate Michael Neither? Che.
0: And he knows this.
1: <laughs> he's yeah. He doesn't have very, uh, or he has a lot of passionate detractors.
0: Yeah, I, that's a great
3: way to a, put it.
1: That's a beautiful, kind be a, way to put a, it. Like
0: a, it might be a like a fabricated hate, but I don't know. He just, uh, I, he's uh, yeah. He's blocked.
1: And no, I would yeah. agree.
3: Oh, um, I, you know what? Both of them at the same time.
1: Sure, that's diplomatic. That'd be fun, right? Yeah. Why do? Why choose? Yeah. Why choose? <laughs> There's get enough. Both? There's enough. Yeah. Mark Maron or Bob Saget? Oh, Mark Maron. Bob Saget. I'm in love with Mark Maron. <laughs> oh, we have a difference of I'm opinion. Dating a
3: oh, we always we do. usually
0: do. We don't. We find never. Room, yeah. We
3: there's a we had a photo shoot earlier. That's why we we don't usually yeah fake eyelashes just to do you know podcast stuff. This photographer came in and right away Corinne was like, "You probably think he's hot," like, but she didn't say that to me, and I was like, "I think he is very hot. I could tell. I we could never like the same dude because
1: he was very Mark Marony.
3: No, not that. My boyfriend's very Mark Marony, a little less bitchy and whiny, but I I love Mark Maron. <laughs>
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. John Oliver or Trevor Noah? Oh, Trevor, Trevor Noah.
3: Noah. I met him. He's the hottest person in the world.
0: And his stand-up is really good, which I was I so know. surprising because and he's so hot. And with dimples. that accent, you don't need to his write jokes. Dimples. But he still did. Yeah, and that was really nice of him. Ugh.
1: He's one of the – I get, like, I angry. Can't even,
0: I can't even – Think about him. Yeah. I, I, when I met
3: him at the SNL party, he was in a leather fucking jacket. Great style. It was a beautiful leather jacket. He was gorgeously dressed. And I was like, I can't talk to you. I gotta yeah. go. And I like mm. left. I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. You're
1: too hot. That's appropriate. That's beautiful the appropriate man. reaction.
3: Beautiful man. So um,
1: hot. Jeb or George W.?
0: I don't, again, I don't know what Jeb's face looks like. They both suck,
3: but... It's yeah. just
1: the same face. <laughs>
0: it's the same
3: face. I would want George W. to paint
1: me.
0: Uh, I think I would just... But I wouldn't want to fuck him. I think
1: I right. would ne- <laughs>
0: just stop having sex. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would call Jeez. it a okay, celibacy. I'd Jeb it is, celibacy. is hotter, but I would just never have sex again. Fair. Yeah, well, I just wouldn't fuck a bush. Yeah, I couldn't either. You know what? If it, I was going to fuck a bush, it would
1: be Jenna. Laura, I would make
0: my first woman She had sex. That nip slip. Jenna.
1: I would just fuck... A bush. <laughs> they like fucking actually shorny? A shrub. The yeah. shrub, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Judge Judy or Judge Janine Pirro, do you Jeanine know? Janine
3: Pirro is super sassy. I feel like Judge she'd be either way more She's also like the
1: devil incarnate.
0: Oh. I kind of like that.
1: She's like a Fox News crony. I'd have sex oh. with Judge
0: Judy, videotape it, and give it to my boyfriend for um, Hanukkah. Wow. Like he really actually wants to have sex with Judge Judy. I, really? 100%. Yes. There's
1: some picture of but, her okay. in like a bikini on a boat. And you got to give that to James. She's keeping it. Yeah, good for her. Trucked.
3: She's rich as fuck. Yeah. She also, <laughs> yeah. I mean, TV I think shows? she
1: could have her head removed and put on like a 13-year-old's body. By the way, this is the the Judge Judy photo. Whoa! Whoa. Look at this. She looks like like a a Long Island bitch. I love it.
0: That cover up is amazing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. There was like a team of children that sewed this directly onto her body. (laughs) (laughs) Also, (laughs) it's not even a
0: bikini. It's just like
1: half. Um. On that note. Where can people find you both and your work?
0: Great question.
3: Um, um <laughs> podcast is everywhere, podcasts are, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, our social media, our duo is our com we have a comedy duo, it's called Sorry About Last Night. And uh, S R Y about Last N Y T is that Twitter handle. Mine is Christina Hutch, but it's with two Y's and a K,
1: because mom got creative.
0: <laughs> <Right>. And uh, all <laughs> my social media, Instagram, Twitter is a Philanthropy Gal.
1: Awesome. And we'll put links to everything in the description. Thank you. Thanks for coming. And we're going to blast the AC because it's a thousand degrees in here and we're all sweating off our our $200 $200 makeup. makeup. Matt,
0: your eyelashes look fantastic. Yeah, yours are. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
1: All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. I had a shit week, so I definitely need a solid chaser. The thing at the end of the week that helps all of the bad stuff go down easy. Barry, do you have a chaser?
2: I do have a chaser.
1: What is it?
2: I uh, don't know if you know but the Star Wars trailer came out.
1: I saw yeah. that it came out. I didn't watch it.
2: Um I watched it. This is not my chaser is not the Star Wars trailer, although obviously excited. My chaser this week is to Oscar Isaac's eyebrows. Yes, it was. They they were just in the trailer for a second, but I was just like "Mm," every time. Just love his eyebrows. They got me everything. Yeah, but those eyebrows and his everything got me through Show Me a Hero, which otherwise not not a good show. They got me through breakups, through makeups, through thick and thin.
1: There's some great bushy eyebrows.
2: What's your chaser this week, Matt?
1: My chaser this week is for the act of sitting around your apartment in a robe or kimono. Or a bath towel. I love just sitting after a shower, putting on my warm robe, or the beautiful kimono that Barry got me.
2: Oh, thanks, Matt.
1: For my birthday. And reading. I just like sitting sitting in a nice comfy chair and reading, dangling out. Just with the, yeah. the breeze brushing against my butthole mm-hmm. while I read.
2: What position do you read in?
1: Um... Missionary, <laughs> I have been trying to read more also, Same. which I feel like is very, it's nice to read a book and not watch the news or scroll through Twitter. Yeah. It Just have like a peaceful read.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I read the trashy Dan Brown I was book going to that ask that's out. what you were. <laughs> that i talked about i think it was the very first episode of unhappy hour yes, my chaser yeah. was the dan brown book that came out i read it in like a day it was fine also may i suggest you buy a personalized fan <laughs> i got it this from amazon just a battery powered fan that you turn on and i just set it I set it down and i have a nice cool breeze brushing against my face while the natural breeze brushes against everything else And that's our show. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get the show. Hit subscribe, rate us, review us, leave us a nice glowing review. Tell me how much you love my sultry voice whispering in your ear every single week. This show is where we let our hate out, but the reviews are where you let the love out. You can see this podcast live at The Green Space on October 25th in New York City. For the extra special live podcast reporting slash book launch party extravaganza, get your tickets on The Green Space. The link for tickets will be in the episode description. Come watch me sweat in person. You can also find us on Spotify and Stitcher and all the places where podcasts are. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Jenna Weiss Berman, Josh Gwynn, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Jess Hackle, and this week's sponsor, Wink. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Belisai. You can pre order my book, Everything Is Awful, and Other Observations. You can buy tickets to see me on tour at everythingisawfulbook.com. That's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye bye. Welcome, Fry. Looking for a better way to get up out of bed instead of getting on the internet and checking into it to get up. Uh, Makes me
2: really sad that
1: you do all of that. Makes me kind
2: of happy. That's
1: good. Return of the Mac. Return of the Mat.